Welcome to the Art of the Dive. It's Nick and Jake again, and we're back. Uh, so, yeah, you me, yeah, yeah. You would tell me off uh, off pod that uh, you might have a new uh, a new thing going, and I have a new thing going, which is probably why we've been kind of busy and me being in Europe. But yeah, yeah, def- yeah, that, yeah. We've been we've been missing because Jake took a four week vacation in Europe. Don't. Don't get it twisted. We're, this is not a Nick thing. It's not like Nick was mm. going off to extravagant cow tours and looking at mountain goats and such. <laughs> yeah, what I noticed was that uh, all of our funds that we've saved up for luxury cars and hotels just disappeared, and then Nick was gone for you know a week. Wait, no did one you knows. spend? Did you spend all the Patreon funds on your European vacation with your wife? I may have. So I may have. Um, I did not actually, and in fact, we were chatting about going to England in the sometime. Try try to get Marco on board. He was just like, "No, oh, I gotta save money and things." But maybe maybe we can get him. Maybe someday we'll organize a, a Art of the Dive meet and greet yeah. event in in the country of England. Yeah, where in England would you host it? Uh, I mean, I would like to do London, obviously, as an Arsenal fan. London. We could, yeah. uh, we could always make it happen, figure it out. What about uh, Stumthorpe? How's, how's life otherwise going well? Um, yeah, things are going well. Uh, so a lot of my happiness hinges upon the success of Liverpool in the league. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the controversy that happened this past weekend, but that was that was a pretty low low for me. In all my years of supporting Liverpool, just to see um, a game. So, it was my daughter's birthday, and okay. we we some of the events of her birthday happened to take place right during game time. Unfortunately, I did not schedule these events, but uh, <laughs> you know, family comes first when yep. when in life. So, I had to catch up on the game. I was getting some updates from Jim, and the first update I got was a red card for Curtis Jones. I was like, okay, great. That's good standard, like, uh, first 25 minutes of the game, some some player on Liverpool is getting a red card. It's happened, like, three times this season already. I was going to so. say, is that the third one? Because I know McAllister has one. Is there someone else, too? Van Dyke got one. So okay, yeah. I think they have I think they have four total, and I don't know if that includes the, the second yellow for Jota. But anyways, was at the Apple Orchard doing birthday festivities and kept getting updates on my phone, like, oh, it's getting worse. I did not, however, get the information that there was a goal that Liverpool scored mm-hmm. and it was called back as offsides and VAR did a check, but you could tell that Luis Diaz was onside. Anyways, I missed all of that. I came back and watched like the last 10 minutes. Liverpool were down to nine players. Uh, it was basically like wave after wave of attack from Spurs and Matip scores the own goal. And so like that right there... I was extremely depressed. Like, wow, way to ruin my daughter's birthday, guys. Thanks, and, Liverpool. <laughs> and then I find out that that the VAR messed up. And and did you hear about this? Like, were you? Oh, back? I heard did about you, it. Did you hear the news? Okay. Oh, I, I, I know that like most everyone would be aware of it. I wasn't sure if you were able to catch that. Um, between, I uh, like, listened. Your, your did wine you listen to the cow tours? Yeah. But it was outrageous. And then they released the audio, so it was just like dagger after dagger in my heart 
as a Liverpool fan to hear more and more about what had happened. And you like the audios is is almost comical. Like yeah, I think they the audio at on least the field. made it better. What? Yeah. What? Doesn't matter. Move on. It's too late. It's we got to stop late. the game. We got to stop the game. <laughs> no, sorry, it's over. It's it, done. it feels very fixed or rigged or just like the sheer incompetence makes me not even want to watch watch the competition anymore because it's like the referees are there to make the game fair for both sides, right? And and that level of incompetence just makes me feel like it was it was not fair. Whether or not it was intentional is kind of beside the point. But anyways, so that is a long answer to the house life. Uh, my daughter's birthday was great, by the way, but uh, good. had this stormy shadow, the the, the storm cloud the overshadowed the festivities. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Jake? Now that you're back in. Um, your home country good I, it's good to be back uh, I really enjoyed it but good to be back I think I'm also kind of as sad definitely not as sad as you but Arsenal had their first loss of the year and it was a game they they could lose but the socket injury makes me a little bit nervous uh, and, and that kind of leads me into like the I did have the VAR topic on there because the audio was great I mean I will say, as an Arsenal fan, that the Brentford-Arsenal game last year at least was similar. It was like, oh, we forgot to draw the lines. But yeah, that that was worse. Like, the fact that... Like, I just don't understand how you not know if it's a goal or not a goal. Are you, like, watching the game? Like, isn't that part of your job? I don't know. Yeah, but the anyways. breakdown in communication is surprising, given the yeah. level and the pressure and, like the professionalism that is required of of the top referees like you couldn't just say all right hang on wait we messed up on the, yeah, the throw in like it. 15 seconds later say okay wait just going back they actually scored i thought you said that he was onside but like i don't understand how they're not paying attention to the circumstances of the game and then just like flippantly are are, are saying yeah move on sorry it doesn't matter whoops made a mistake get Jeez. fucked do you think they're just drinking in that like VAR thing? Like they're just getting hammered? Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 guy who's queuing up the replays and everything. He's like this super smart, like tech person who who's not an athlete or not a referee, and is really competent and very good. And then the the two referees who are signed VAR are just like taking shots or doing blow or something. <laughs> and they're like. Who fucking cares? I want to do more shots. I don't care if they scored or didn't score. Let's go. <laughs> like they're watching their own team play while drinking and doing blow in the VAR booth. Just um, scrolling through TikToks and like, yeah, yeah, offside goal, whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Swiping on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, great. Yeah, no, my Europe was good. I'm glad to be back. I The soccer thing, I feel like injuries are have been on the rise this year. I have no stats to prove that, but uh, it seems bad, and it sounds like he's out. And then I, I don't know how true this is, but I – heard Southgate picked him for England so obviously Southgate's plan is to like bury Sokka into the ground it's like oh you're what? injured come play for our team yeah I think he picked him for the England national team so is he um, faking an injury so he can play with the national no side idea. or what I have no idea I have to do some reading on that it's been quite the busy day 
I did my urine drug screening for my new job and I had to like go to like three different locations. It was great. Uh, did you um, use that device where it's like a fake wiener and you fill it with <laughs> someone else's pee? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. For the record. To clarify. Um, they watch you, so you can't do that. Um, but no, it's, it's. Do they really watch you? No, they don't. They do oh. make sure you, they make sure you don't go into the bathroom with anything, though. They so, they, no, they hold you, you hold your stuff for Have you. Have you never had to take a urine drug screening before? Uh, the only time I had to do that when I was 16 years old and I was working at Target for the first time because okay. they didn't want drug addicts working at Target. But yeah, I'm surprised well. that they're requiring that of you in this level of uh, position. But yeah. We have access to a lot of drugs, actually. That's true. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. sense. Be like, uh, you're on like 15 doses of horse tranquilizer. Uh, <laughs> you care to explain that? Yeah. <laughs> At 2 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon. Um, so, well, it was a. It's. It feels like it's been a long time because it's the end of the it week. Has. But it has. You we were, didn't do one last week. Yeah, we didn't do one last week. You were right about Brighton, so they got absolutely destroyed by Villa. Aha! How the turntables. Um, but but I will say there's still two players within the top ten. Matoma, number eight, with 40 points in the midfield. And then Ferguson is tied number ten with forwards with, I think it was Antonio Nunez and uh, Nikedia. And I think Nketiah might play more now with the socket injury, so that should be good for you. But it's going to be a close one. I So, what, three more games to go. So we'll see. Well, I, I already lost the bet, but I, I did have to extend it to, you know, double down. So it's Wait, looking promising. Wait, because you said first five game weeks? or I said first five game weeks. I lost okay. that one. So then in my shame, I doubled down and said, okay, first ten. Or the next five, you know, well, game week yeah, six you... through ten. So it's it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think Brighton down. is coming down to earth. They also have a lot of fixture congestion with the European mm-hmm. competition as well as the, the League Cup. So it was bound to happen. I was thinking about it. I want to see the stats on how many players they have lost, how many starters they have lost over the last like three seasons. So I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, Trossard, he used to play for Brighton. And yep. there's just like so many players that were starters for Brighton and are now on other teams. And you kind Mm -hmm. of lose track of that. Like Ben White, wasn't he on Brighton as well? He was on Brighton. It's like every team in the league has, has had their pickings of the the Brighton starters and somehow Brighton is still good. But I, I just don't think it's sustainable. I will die on that Hill. Ferguson (laughs) probably won't remain in the top 10 moving forward. But anyways, that's like, uh, I was feeling a little vindicated when they got spanked by Aston Villa. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a pretty, like, I feel like straightforward week besides the Spurs-Liverpool game that was obviously got an asterisk by it. So Yeah, straightforward. Um, like, Man City lost 2-1 to one to Wolves. And oh, that's Holland fair. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't yeah, expected, right. was it? I mean, it was... Obviously, I think it's straightforward because City should lose to Wolves. Um, but no, Man, good, you good. also lost to Crystal Palace. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not really surprised by that anymore. I don't know if you watched them for. I know this is an EPL podcast or FPL, but did you see them lose in Champions League? It was just as comical. So it's about. Yeah, the weren't only they winning and they thing. lost? They lost three to two or something like that. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Zaha scores against them, which is hilarious as well. Yeah, I really don't like Man U, so I'm I'm happy about their performances recently, and I think they're they're just a like, dumpster fire right now. When they do well, people are like, oh, Man U, best team in the league, best team ever in history. And most people are still clinging to, like, the Ronaldo years under Fergie. And it it just boils my blood. Yeah. So I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, I like seeing them lose. But there are some there's some interesting stats that I do want to talk about a little bit. So we'll go, we'll go into our game weeks. Uh, right. I can go first. Okay. Um, this is my second week out of the wild card and i really should have done the math because i think i would have had more points at this point in time if i would have just stuck with my regular team mostly because of sun so i took sun out of my wild card team after he got captained and didn't do anything against sheffield and had a terrible xg was that like punishment you're like you're never captaining the squad again you've lost the armband I just, Sun's been my, I put it in, like, he's been my nemesis for forever. I, I I feel like every time he's on my team, he does just absolutely nothing and jerks off in a corner during the game. And then whenever he's out of my team, multiple return game. And it, it's, I, I don't, like, I don't understand how he doesn't do anything against Sheffield and, and Maddo for that reason. And yet they still somehow win two to one. And then they play pool, they get a red card, and he gets, like, you know, a goal and whatever. It just is it's so frustrating to me. Um, is, that, but, is that more to be said about, like, kind of having patience and setting and forgetting your I think so. I or, think, like, holding players, like, especially the elite players, through the, the tough stretches so that you can, you I, know, like, I, over the course of the season, do you think Sun will be in the top five of all players or all midfielders in terms of scoring. Yeah. It was a mistake not to have him for the wild card. I I think what happened is I kind of got mad with the Sheffield game, but he's playing out of position. He does well in that, like that role for Spurs, like Kane's gone. Like we talked about it, how if like son played that position instead of Richarlison at the beginning of the year, he would be like a must own. And, and, and then I you were like, I, "I'm going to move yeah. him out because I'm going to move him out." I did all this I'm work mad to get him at in. his performance. Yeah, I I do like some of the players I brought in, but like Botman obviously got injured. Um, you know, Sal has been okay, but obviously the Spurs game again with the red card early really hurts me. Yeah, it sucks. Um, also, when he had a an assist called back, yeah, uh, that was a true legitimate assist that hurts as well. Yeah, and and so it's been tough, and obviously Holland's cooled off. Not that that matters, but it makes it a I, little know, bit more interesting in terms of choosing your captain. It because does. last season, I feel like it was every single week, unless City weren't playing, you would just captain Holland, and it was very simple, and he would actually score points. This year, it's like he's been a little bit more up and down. Yeah, and there's I wanna, like a I want to talk ceiling, about that but, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, I did end up with a green arrow, 52 points. The average was 49. My game week rank was 3.7 or 8 million, and my overall is 3 million. So not great, but how'd your week go? I 
ended the week with 48 points. So, let's see. I captained Holland, as many mm-hmm. people did. Had Sokka, so he had a, a great performance. Easy actually had an assist, and he got a clean sheet against Man United, which was kind of an unexpected result. So, uh, my team did pretty bang on average, like 48. The mm-hmm. average was 49. Game week rank of 5 million puts me at an overall rank of about 2.3 million, which is very sad because coming off the wild card, I had a great week and it jumped me into, um, I think I was like in, I don't know, 1.3 million overall rank. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's looking up here, boys. We're going to come storming back. And it has not panned out in that way. In, speaking of injuries, like, I think all of the defenders I have brought into the squad have gotten injured. Like, I don't remember a season where it's a constant rotation where I'm trying to bring in new defenders and those defenders are getting injured. Like, I brought in um, Amari Bell from Luton for the double. Yep. He got injured after, like, 10 minutes in that game and got subbed off so he got a great one point for that game so even in a double game week he scored three points I should have should have known better with that one but I still have Rico Henry on my bench because I had to move out Chilwell and the week before that I feel like I had to move out a different defender it's like uh yep. just it's been bad injury roulette on my team so I'm I'm just trying to stay afloat at this point like fielding 11 players so it's been it's been rough yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think the Luton defender was a terrible call. I mean, the Everton game, although the XG for Everton was good, they that goal they scored was kind of. I thought it was kind of garbage. I mean, they 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 got it, but as and, far as and, matchups go, like that was it was just a flyer in terms of maybe they'd get a clean sheet out of one yeah, of those. I wasn't expecting an attacking return from any of their defenders. Yeah, never I think know. Morris was probably the only player who was worth owning for that double. Did. You had Morris, right? Uh, I did have Morris. That was my one move because Edward was injured, and that's another injury. I don't. Was I that my recommendation? Has. Was Morris? Yeah. Did you choose right off Morris the bat, because of yeah. me? You were just like, well, yeah, straight into the well, team. Well, price point wise, I was kind of stuck with that, and I figured for the double, I'd do it. But I should have just came out of with the wild card. But we'll talk about. I think it's good. It's a good day to talk about like wild cards, what we did wrong and what we did right a little bit. Um, the other thing that was really painful that neither of us mentioned is, is like Sokka taking neither of the penalty kicks was absolutely Oh, brutal. yeah. Especially if you watch the game, he held the ball, I think, for, yeah, for one, if one. not both of them, and then handed yeah. it off to who took him, Odegaard and uh, Odegaard Havertz. and then Kai Havertz. Yeah. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Because I thought for sure Sokka was taking the second one. Uh, Odegaard got fouled. And I, I am a big proponent. Like, if I... If I honestly coached a team i don't think i would have my guy take it if he got fouled it's just like a mental thing for me um yeah but that that havertz thing was really funny that like they're like obviously gonna win that game no no question and Mm -hmm. uh it's like when the coach's son or Mm -hmm. coach's kid plays on the team and is really terrible and they're crushing some, you know, bottom team. And so they send out the coach's kid for the last, like, two minutes. And then they run every single play to get him the layup or, like, the goal or whatever. Yeah. That's how I felt with the Havertz thing. It was like, all right, this guy clearly sucks. We paid a lot of money. He's under a lot of pressure. And he's not performing. Let's just give him a little handout here. <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate because uh, could have used more points from Sokka. 
but yeah you know that's I, that's just the arsenal way right just yeah you know taking yeah. care of the coach's kid taking care of the coach's kid arteta does seem to love him but um so yeah tough week i guess overall for both of us I think let's go into leagues and then we'll do questions and kind of talk about our positives and negatives of our wild card um, and then kind of go from there. So I'll do PSL if you want to do league dive. All right. um, for PSL, we basically have number five, uh, the Rice is Right, Meredith Wilson, newcomer. She had a 79 Oh, nice. Pointer. Wilson, get in. Yep. Get in. Um, number four, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, Matthew Hall. Uh, number three, The Art of the Hive, which is our, our dive podcast. Um, oh, we're very smart. Yep. Very good when everybody works together and makes um, educated decisions. You can't make wrong decisions like kick Sun out of your team. Uh, so that's the one we vote on. Um, all of the people who are part of the Patreon members, which... We always appreciate so that Nick and I can go travel the world and do things. So Yeah, Jay but, can go on a swanky vacation and Nick can stay home and wonder if they're ever mm-hmm. going to podcast again. Yeah. Hey, we did one over Europe. Yeah. Uh, number two, no longer in first, the Bifecta, um, Andrew. And then number one, I hate to say this, but it's the Coyote Kid, Matt Frisky, with another... Like, how are you guys scoring 79 points? I got to look at these teams. Uh, that's Watkins. uh that's it's that's the impressive. Watkins. Uh, yeah. That was a huge performance. What do you have? Five returns or four returns in that game? Yeah. Uh Matt has Diaby, Watkins, and Cash and Trippier, you son of a bitch. <laughs> do you think that's is that luck? Like for the people who had triple villa, is yeah. that a lucky I, okay. situation? Like does I wanted did, did to anyone talk about predict this that later, the, like three but, of those guys would combine for fifty points or whatever it ended up being? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this later. Like, yeah, Brighton deserved to lose that game, but, like, the XG was, like, 1.7 or 8 for Villa. Like, everybody, everybody I don't even know like, how that Watkins. happened because, like, the yeah. first goal was a tap-in, so that would have been a really high XG by itself. Yeah. So, like, the rest of the goals were combined for, like, a point two or something like that. Yeah, and, and you did bring up a good point that, like, Watkins has had a return in every game. He's almost. just plodding away. He's just like so, five points, five points, five points, and then twenty-five points. But I think what's what's been kind of up until this point, like he hasn't he hasn't really had a good XG, right? Like his XG was point two, point one, point eight against Burnley, point two against Liverpool. It's like, eh, it, you know, and and so to yeah. to get three goals and two assists when he had a total xg and xa of less than one yeah i I'm think the performance is an anomaly it. like yeah no one would have expected that but he is like the sole like central striking asset on that team he doesn't yeah. have like rotation challenges and if you watch the way that they play like he's the the focal point for those runs in yeah. the box like if I, you're gonna yeah. get him in get him in now because he has the right fixtures i just i honestly think like i wouldn't completely change up your whole forward line for him obviously if you're wild carding by all means or if you have another 8.0 mid which probably is unlikely great 
but I don't know if I'd readjust my whole team to get him in right now. I will. I am interested in the news on Diaby. Obviously, another injury, um, because I think that would be the better way into like into some of the the points for Villa and Cash as well. I think is a decent play, but I don't know if I'd go to Watkins if your team's not right. But we'll we'll talk about it. Um, and yeah, that was it for the PSL. So what about League Dive? In League Dive, in fifth place, we got. Oh, Nana, do do boo do boo do, managed by El Bano. In fourth place, we have Seahorse Run, managed by Jared Hughes. In third place, we have Desperados, managed by Espen Haugland. First place, I actually have a tie for first place. So, Al Mackin FC, managed by Elijah McCann. And then FC Dre, managed by Leaky. So, um, all of those teams had some iteration of like a Watkins plus other players basically anyone who did good this week had Watkins and anyone who didn't do good did not have Watkins yeah yeah that's fair all right um let's go to questions um I do think this is worth discussing a little bit Alex wrote in Honest opinion, is Holland worth 14 moving forward? Like, is it time to get rid of him or move off of him? I'm curious as to your thoughts. My, so, I think it would be an interesting strategy. The problem with moving off of Holland is his high ownership. So, in the event that he scores multiple goals in a game week, you're going to be fucked. But, um... It would be interesting to spread out those funds elsewhere. If you could, if you think you could make up the cost, or like the the deficit of not having Holland, well, I don't know what is his ownership at like ninety percent or something like that. So that's the only thing I worried about is like, yeah, he's not consistently performing. Is it worth dropping him and spending those funds elsewhere, um, like spreading them out? But I think I would rather have Holland. And my thought was maybe consider other captain shouts each game week. Um, I think he's just generally in kind of a rut in form because I think even in the Champions League he's not performing that well, right? No, he's he hasn't been like absolutely on fire like he was last season. He has so I did put a little bit of stats in here. Um, his xG is seven point eight through seven games. Um, Understat, which is a different website I use for XG a little bit, has 8.6, so a little bit better. Is that the um, highest in the league of any That player? is the highest in the league by any player. And basically the closest forward to him, again, Ali has an XG of 3.7. Um, Isaac is four, uh, for Newcastle is 4.3. Jackson for Chelsea, of course. This guy who I decided to go with is 4.2. And Callum Wilson's 4.1. And this is more for understat. Um, Nunez is also pretty close to Watkins, surprisingly. So actually, forwards are kind of leading the table, aside from Saka, Embuemo, and Salah. And again, they kind of get bumped with a lot of PKs. Yeah. Um, But I would not not move Holland out of your lineup just because of his high ownership if he score like if he gets a hat trick in a game you will like be decimated your rank will get decimated so the one thing i would consider is maybe not captaining him 
every single week or, or considering others, especially like if you get it right. And that's the tricky thing. It's very hard to predict. Like no one would have thought that Holland would have blanked against Wolves because Wolves aren't very good and yeah. City are dominant. But sometimes that happens. I, I don't know. Sometimes if you can get it right, though, in terms of, you know, captaining Saka over Holland, then you're you're well on your way to, to climbing rank there. Yeah, I think personally, if I was coming out of a, a wild card right now, it would be like Holland, Alvarez, and an 8.0, like Watkins, if you're going to do it. Or you go cheap um, and try like a Morris or, you know, Wissa or Nakedia. Um Obviously, I'm not wild carding, so I'm not looking into that. My forward line's kind of set. You should. You should wild card. Well, yeah, just wild card again. Just break the rules. I I just, I know as soon as I wild card Holland out, he's going to get like back-to-back hat tricks. Um, Also, the international break's coming up, and then he has Brighton afterward, and he played really well against Arsenal, so I'm not like that worried about it. Um, We'll talk about captains a little bit later, but... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, And so basically, kind of along with that question, Alex and Wilson also asked, can, like, pool players cover Salah? Um, I'm going to let you answer that one first as well, since you're the the Liverpool expert. Can they cover Salah? Yeah, can they cover Salah? Like, that's the word they used, and I put it in parens, but it's just cover Salah. So yep. Salah's price is twelve point six. I don't know, like what two combination of Liverpool players you could choose that would add up to twelve point six. Uh, maybe if you took like Salah and a four point then you've got sixteen to work with. And who could you bring in, like Sobolsai and Diaz or something like that? Yeah, and so that's the question to me. So Jota is obviously red flag because he's suspended. So like Diaz is isn't a terrible pick. I like Darwin and Diaz. If I had to choose two Liverpool yeah. players in... So, like, say say I have Salah and I have Amari Bell as my 4.0 defender. This doesn't make any sense because they play different <laughs> positions. But just bear with me. I could, in theory, trade in Darwin and Diaz for those two guys. And um, combined, Diaz and Darwin have, like, 52 points on the season and what does Salah have total he has 44 mm-hmm. so it's like a, a viable strategy but I think we've talked about on the pod before that Salah has a higher ceiling than any other player on Liverpool in terms of multiple returns in a game week and consistency in terms of he will always play he will always play a majority of the match and he's yeah. more likely to consistently return so it's it's more of a gamble versus a, a safe play, <clears throat> which yeah. is like why he's so expensive. But I think that would be an interesting strategy. I'd love to see someone who has a team of like no Salah, no Holland, and they've gone completely like uh, differential plays, and they are uh, you know performing as well as someone who has those players and, and a mix of cheaper options. Um, I think yeah. yeah. I think the funny thing is is if someone would have done that like at this point they probably would actually be doing quite well but i don't think that's going to continue again because of the like the xg and the xa right like so you know like if you would have went with like a watkins uh, isaac and morris you'd be fine 
But I, I just don't... Salah has 44 points and Diaz is next closest with 24. It is helpful that like Jota's out, but I don't think it's worth it because Salah could just have a, a banger of a day against Brighton. Um, he has an underlying XG and of 4.2 and XA of 4.6. That's top among midfielders for like both goals and by far assists. I mean, no one's even close to him at this point in time. Um, and like you said, he had an assist taken away last game. So that's probably... I mean, maybe not a bonus point, but at least another three points for him. So he he's basically right next to Sun, Bowen, and Saka for like top of the top of the table uh, for for midfielder. So uh, all right, I got a again, I got like, a little quiz question for you. Yeah, I'm thinking of a player who has one more point than Salah and costs almost eight million less. Who is this player? Wait, like one more FPL points or one one more FPL point over the course of the whole season so far and costs uh, seven point eight million less. Who am I? Is my thing not? I I mean, my guess would be maybe Neto, but like it's Anderson from Crystal Palace, the defender. Oh God, that's hilarious! Isn't that funny? Like how how bullshit of a season are we having so far that? that some of these players are in the positions that they are like Anderson yeah. would be the 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 fourth highest scoring midfielder and Trippier would be the tied for sixth or fifth I just think that's so bonkers like this year is very much more unpredictable than I think we've had in previous years and I don't know if you you saw the tweet or the the graphic but mm-hmm. it showed like the rank of the elite 1000 players and they are performing much worse this season compared to the last three seasons on average. Yeah, it's just a, been a very weird first few game weeks for seven weeks of the season. So, anyways, um, uh, that was my random aside, but I, I thought that was a, a little fun, fun quiz question for you. Yeah, I know it's interesting. And again, like this is where it just you can beat your head against the wall because like I took out Johnstone and like back to back clean sheets for Crystal Palace after doing that. Like it, it's brutal. And it, like their stats don't really fit with them getting clean sheets. And so I'm trying to go based on the you know, the the underlying numbers and this is where people say grass FC, but like they haven't looked that good defensively. It's just that Man United suck and they got you know, Anderson got a goal. I I think if, if I were to build out like my team from a wild card, like very, very quickly, and then we'll go into like the final questions. I think the one interesting thing to me is if you can fit Trippier into your team, I think he's a must own. He's already proven that in the two games that they've played easier competition. Um, You know, obviously he had a brutal start with Brighton, Villa, City, and Liverpool, since then, he's had an 8, 18, and 12-pointer. Now, he's not going to continue at that pace. But yeah, if only they played Sheffield and Burnley every week, right? For sure. But I think after West Ham this week, I'm probably going to try to figure out a way to get him in. Um, he'll have Palace, Wolves, Arsenal, but at home. And then Bournemouth, Chelsea, Man U, Everton. Like, it's, it's not terrible. He doesn't play Liverpool or City or Villa until three in a row again in game week 20 did you see um, they smacked psg i think it was I did, four to yeah. one yeah and and i i think like with the botman injury so i i went with botman and char to save like 
prices because I couldn't get Trippier in. It was a mistake. Like if I could go back to it, I'd. He's I'd pretty do expensive that. though. Six point eight is what his price is now. That's he's like the second most expensive defender, right? But but like like you said, how many people would have guessed like Anderson would have been a good wild card pick? Like yeah. I, I mean, I just and like Colwell got a goal for Chelsea and Chelsea kept it clean or he got an assist. Yeah, I think it was assist. It was a nice I mean the assist. Old, yeah, I think the only players on defense that I think if I was wildcarding for sure would be in my team would be Cash and Trippier, and then I'd kind of, like, work from there. Um, and honestly, I think double Liverpool is a great idea. So, like, burn, I think, is great. So are you thinking um, patience with the players yeah, that you have versus chasing points? For sure. And that's that's the tough thing about this game. Like, I'm going to exercise patience. Like, my team... Are you? Yeah. I, with, my with team needed the wild sun? card, I think. Okay, so the sun, the sun thing was a mistake. Sun is one of those. But like, from rare... here on, from here on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna emphasize patience. I yeah. won't go chasing points, and I won't punish players for performing poorly in games that I think they should do well in. I mean, I really wish I could get sun back into my team. I really do, but it's not gonna happen Take right away. Take two hits. <laughs> but it, it, I'm not Three gonna hits. do it at the expense of six hits. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So there, is, so there is a way to do it, and I'll talk about it. Obviously, when we go, I'll over talk our about teams. it. But to me, like you gotta just kind of trust the like the analytics a little bit here at this point in time. You know, I was looking. You're like what two million overall? Yeah, 2. we're ten 3. points apart. We're ten points apart from each other. That's like the difference of a captain. I, yeah, know, it's, yeah, that is wild too. I think there is a very small margin separating like the top teams from the average teams because you you saw it with the Watkins thing like any any person who had Watkins in their lineup they jump rank like yeah a lot and I mean it was funny too like I put a stupid a stupid yawn on my bench and of course he still gets put in because of the whole Botman situation oh I was gonna say it worked out for you that was pretty funny to watch because yeah they just got decimated and then he scored an own goal and not great. Uh, what about the question that Kendo had in terms of a, the best Sterling replacement? So he's yeah. looking to move Sterling out for a mid-priced midfielder. Has Bowen or Diaby is as kind of uh, is that your like one and two? Yeah. Well, the Diaby is like based on um, something to watch, right? Because he got injured. Yes, for sure. And then Bowen would be my other choice. I mean, Bowen against Newcastle. Don't love it. But I think moving forward after that, I think he's a good pick. Yeah, I love I, I love Bowen. I love the West Ham fixtures moving yeah. forward. And I honestly Bowen don't is just think like Matoma extremely good. I don't, I don't think Matoma's a bad pick either. I really don't. I don't. Mm, I can't. No, no Brighton for me. I don't think he's gonna like explode moving forward. But I like him and. Obviously, anyone that I put into my team, like Embuemo, don't do it because as soon as he goes straight to my team, he just sucks. So that would be my other advice: stay away there. We should um, just have like a, a a website where the only thing it shows is the the player that Jake brought in this week, yeah. so everyone can move that player out of their team or put them on the bench. So, so and no then move the player in here. that yeah, move the player in that I got rid of, like yeah. Foden, Son. Like, like it's Jake great. sold it's, Son this week. Why did yeah. he do that? Nobody knows, but he's gonna go off. Yeah, yeah. So I would; those would be my my players, and they they're stat wise they back it up. Bowen's been probably one of the better midfielders besides Salah. Um, 
with an XG of four, and he's this all an open play for him. So I like him. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Anything else um, you want to talk about? No, I I don't even know. I think I'm still catching up. Like I brought in Matty Cash this week to cover some of the injured players that I had. I finally moved out Rico Henry. Like like I said, I'm I'm playing catch up. So I. I'm not doing anything exciting except for trying to make sure I can have at least 10 players starting. And right now that's looking dubious. So, um, I don't know. Uh-huh. So you Cap- have, what are your plans then for this week? Did you make your transfers? Or- yeah, yeah, I brought in Matty Cash. I might captain, who am I going to captain? It sucks that Sokka got injured. I wouldn't captain him against City, but just sucks maybe uh Maddo against luton what do you think about that i'm captaining sala that's what i'm gonna do sala away to brighton yeah brighton have been terrible so i'm gonna do it i i hope that works out because that means that liverpool probably performed well in that game they don't play as well away from home uh yeah so keep that in mind i'm i would love to captain sala but i'm probably gonna go like safe and just do Maddo at Luton or something is that safe I don't know I uh, yeah I mean I'll I think take safe the is... silence as you don't approve no I do approve I had technical difficulties I think safe would be Holland or Son I think Sal is a little bit of a reach but oh here's a Son... question for you yeah should I take a hit to to move Saka out and bring in Sun. So that's the thing that I think if you could bring in Sun with Saka, I would do it in a heartbeat. I no. couldn't quite do that, but I'm still considering. I don't think Saka is going to play. So I'm probably going to take a hit either to go to um, Diaby if he's playing or possibly Bowen. I just, if, I don't know if I'm going to quite do the move to Bowen just yet, but we'll see. I could. I have the funds to bring in Sun. Yeah. I no, I do don't. It. God damn it. He, pr- <laughs> he price rose. Yep. Uh, uh, I was looking at that at the beginning of the week, and I could do that move with Sokka. And then he Sun must have price price risen by 0.1. Yep. And now I'm priced out of that move. So, not doing it. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, Sokka might be back after the international break. So, again, two weeks. Hold. Pause after this. So, yeah. All right. All that right, sounds well, good. Let's get so out of here. You're, so you're doing Holland then, you said? No, I'm or doing Madison. Maddo? And then you okay. were silent for like 12 seconds. And it made All me right. really reconsider. And then I was yeah. going to bring in Sun on a hit, captain him, move into you know the top 100K in my game week. I mean, overall. And uh, now I can't do that. So okay. thanks, Jake. Spurs made me sad twice in, twice. Twice in one week. All right, well, uh, good luck to you this game week. It'll be nice to watch in the States, although I think I work, but I'll do my best. Um, hey, at least you have restaurants you can go to with TVs everywhere. Yeah, true story, and there's peanut butter, so that's the good news. Um, oh, suck it, Europe. You don't got peanut butter. We do. Yeah, Nutella. I mean, What Nutella's do they have? Good, um, Mar- Marmite or something, or what do they got? Prop Vegemite? I don't know. <laughs> um we do appreciate it. Uh, you know, obviously support us. What do we appreciate? Us. We do appreciate it when you follow us, tweet, yeah. you know, ask us questions, all that stuff. Be a little bit more active now that 
I kind of got the new job and everything settled and I'm back from Europe. Yeah, so you're back from your month-long sabbatical yeah. studying the cows of Switzerland and the, the wines of Portugal and the yeah, f- funny people of, of Germany. I'm an educator. I don't know about the funny people of Germany, but maybe the heavy drinking and of October. Did you go to Oktoberfest? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Did you wear Lederhosen? Um, that was the one thing I stuck out like a sore thumb. I did not know. There was, uh, there's a lot of people that don't, which is kind of a downer. It's become very commercialized, but we were in Austria also during their like Oktoberfest, which was fun. It was a little bit smaller. Um, so it was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, educated man now. Did you drink like 12 mugs of beer? Too much beer. Yeah. I'm done with beer. I'm just drinking wine now for the rest of my life. Did they serve at room temperature? No, they don't. It's cold. Uh, they they make it cold. I guess. I you thought could in Germany them. they serve at room temperature sometimes. They, I'm pretty sure they do elsewhere, but probably because there's so many Americans at Oktoberfest, they don't. They're like, uh, you like cold beer? Was it the better best... than American beer? Was it pretty good? No, it. Or was it just the like same to me. Coors Light? It tastes the same to me, honestly. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Jake <laughs> thinks European beer is Coors Light. I yeah, think the best beer. part is the people walking around trying to sell you pickles and pretzels while you just drink. So that's the best part. How many pickles did you eat? I did have a pickle. Just one? Just one. You're a monogamous pickle eater? Monogamous pickle eater. Yeah, it was good. Why didn't you have so more than one? I couldn't fit it. The beer, man, it makes you so full. It's not good. Well, you don't have to eat them all at the same time. You could do one after the other. Couldn't fit it. I was too full from too you many beers. Fit more than one pickle in your stomach? Nope, couldn't do it. Mm. That's I'm surprising, old and, and I, I don't know if I believe you. That's true. It's a true story. Well, all right, that's us. Support us on Twitter at F- DiveFPL, Insta, The Art of the Dive, um, online at our website, DiveFPL.com. Again, uh, have a good week. I hope everyone gets a bazillion points so it all doesn't matter because this game's so frustrating. All right, I'm Nick. And I'm Jake. And remember. (laughs) You should die. Yeah. It was like a back and forth kind of thing, you know? Oh, good times. We we each say like one word each. Like, I'm (laughs) Jake. And you should dive. Yeah.